what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast here today for episode 7. Not too much to talk about this week, but we will preview Minnesota and get you guys rolling here on iTunes and YouTube. Welcome back to the show. Evan, how are you doing today, my man? Just wonderful. How are you? Doing really good. And guys, let's let's cut the music here. Let's fade it out. Let's turn that down. We got something really important we need to discuss. Uh, something we haven't talked about on the show before. Something that needs to be made clear before we go any further. And today is Evan's birthday. Evan, happy birthday, my man. We just wanted to say happy birthday and recognize that before we got going here on the show. Mr. Bucks Football, happy birthday, my dude. Thank you very much, man. appreciate it. I apologize. I didn't say anything earlier today. I had known all day, and I felt like a jerk. I I felt like a jerk because we started recording a little bit late. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, he's going to think I'm the biggest dick because I haven't said happy birthday. I haven't really said anything. And I said, all right, let's just let's roll with it. And so by the time we start the show, we'll make sure we acknowledge it. But happy birthday, Evan. Hope it's a good one, man. Have you did you guys do anything? Did you go out to dinner or any plans today? Uh, no, I just had a uh, a few close relatives over. Uh, I got some pretty cool buck stuff. I got a new hat. Um, I got like a like a long sleeve buck shirt. It has like and, and it has uh, it's almost like it's almost like a jersey almost, but uh, it has a uh, it's uh, Deshaun Jackson. So it 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 just says you know it it's almost just like a jersey. That, 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 oh, that's nice. How, that's how the the design is. Nice man. But happy birthday, Evan, if you guys are watching and you are on YouTube. Make sure you leave a happy birthday in the comments. And go follow Evan on Instagram, at BucksFootball. Help him get to, what's your uh, what's your next milestone on the page at the moment? 17K, but we got a long way to get there. We just hit 16.1, so, uh, and you know, and, and any follower that's listening to this that, you know, has been following, thank you very much. And anybody that hasn't been following, please, uh, please go ahead and, and, uh, and click that follow button. I promise that you will not regret it. Also, guys, if you haven't already, make sure you follow the official Cannon Fire Podcast Instagram at Cannon Fire Podcast. And you can also find us on Twitter at Cannon Fire Pod. And let's get rolling here. Let's talk some bucks. A little bit of a slow news week for Tampa Bay coming off of that win against Chicago. Still so sweet. A couple of days later, looking at the stats, how they line up, it's still a good sight to see. 1-0 heading into Minnesota. Uh, some concerns early in the week were some injuries. The players that went down during Sunday's game, Gerald McCoy being one of them, Quan Alexander, as well as Levante David. Levante David did practice today. Quan Alexander, Gerald McCoy, Brent Grimes, and Chris uh, Chris Baker, excuse me, were out of practice today. Everyone looks good to start on Sunday. Uh, Brent Grimes and Chris Baker were out on illness. Quan Alexander, as you know, went down with a hamstring, and Gerald McCoy had some issues with his ankle. But all of those people should be looking good to go this Sunday against Minnesota, and we're going to need them more than ever as we transition into talking about Minnesota. Got to stop that run game first and foremost. We talked about it before. We'll say it again. Let's jump into the game analysis. Evan, what do you got this week against the Purple People Eaters? Well, I mean, you know, this is a much tougher opponent than the, than the Chicago Bears. I can guarantee you that. Um you know, the Chicago Bears are probably one of the worst teams in the NFL. And honestly, I mean, the Vikings aren't great. But, I mean, their strong point, I mean, you know, you mentioned the Purple People Eaters. And 
their strong that was defense and that's their strong point right now um you know their defense is very good uh, does not give up many points against turnovers when they need them they got you know a great secondary with Xavier Rhodes and uh, Harrison Smith um not to mention some other guys like like Trey Waynes and uh you know linebacker linebacker um Anthony Barr that's right that's the name uh and, and they also got a good D-line. So uh, this is going to, you know, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, now, on to the offensive side of the ball for the Vikings. Uh, they have, you know, they, they have, just like you said, you got to stop the run. And, uh, you know, they have Dalvin Cook, who all Bucks fans should be pretty familiar with pre-draft. And, you know, um, it's a shame that, that the Bucks couldn't land him, uh, couldn't trade up to get him in, in the second round. I know that. Yes, they were considering Cook at pick 19 in the first round, but um, they didn't think Howard was going to be there. So uh, Howard was Howard was definitely the no-brainer. But I do know for a fact that they did indeed try to trade up in the second round uh, in order in order to draft Dalvin Cook, and, and it, it just didn't work out. Um, but you know everything's going to be all right. Uh, you know the, the world's not going to end because didn't get Dalvin Cook and he's been playing against the Bucks this Sunday. Uh, you know, it's very important to stop the run because the the Vikings are very similar to the Bears uh, quarterback-wise. Their quarterback is the greatest. I mean, you know, Sam Bradford, who is, uh, you know, didn't play last week in Pittsburgh. Uh, not sure if he's going to play this week. If he doesn't, then Case Keenum will get the start. And Case Keenum is actually 2-0 and against the Buccaneers. And uh, if Keenum would beat the Bucks, would play and beat the Bucks on Sunday, um, he would have the most wins against Jameis Winston uh, out of any quarterback in the NFL. So it's just, what a stat. Just look at. Huh? What a stat. I mean, it's just, I don't know, Case Keenum, the last guy you would expect. You know, it's like Jameis' kryptonite. You know how Marcus Mariota was for Jameis? Marcus, um, Marcus Mariota, I'm, I'm sorry, Jameis has never beaten Marcus Mariota ever. And it seems like it could be the same situation with Case Keenum. Then again, it's a different football team, different atmosphere for Case Keenum this year. We'll see how he can handle those weapons. But pretty solid job so far by that Minnesota offense, first two games of the season, not looking bad whatsoever. But a thing that I did want to bring up, and a thing that we had talked about a little bit before, was the offense altogether. The offense against Chicago looked like a good offense, bar none. But Tampa Bay, as always just seems to have trouble finishing drives. Mm-hmm. The offense can put points on the board, and a lot of the turnovers that we did have all ended in field goals, putting up nine points against Chicago off of those turnovers. But when it comes to 40 yards or longer on the drive, I believe that there was a stat that said only nine points came out of those drives last Sunday. And the offense has a very, very hard time finishing. And if this game were to go higher up in points, if it were to become a shootout, which it very well could be any given Sunday, anything could happen with these teams, the Tampa Bay offense has to find a way to finish. And it's going to come It's gonna come in the form of Jameis' accuracy on the deep ball. Now, we talked before about... It's a process. It's a week-by-week process, but this week is definitely going to prove how that process is going to play out for the rest of the season and how this team can put points on the board for 14 more weeks. 
Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. But, you know, it, it's very important for the Buccaneers to to finish drives, not only with points, but with touchdowns. Um, and seven points, not not Nick Folk missing an extra point. Um, that's okay when they're up 23 nothing. Then it's fine, but you know it it could it could have came back to bite him. Um, but you know, thankfully it didn't. And honestly, he needs to be Nick Folk need, needs to be perfect this week. Uh, the Vikings play in very low scoring games. Uh, you know their their kicker's Kai Forbath. He's he's missed a couple a couple uh, extra points. Actually, no field goals. But you know they're going to rely on our kicker as well because of their defense and you know, their defense doesn't give up much and, but their offense also doesn't get much, especially if case Keenan plays. Um, so it's very important for the Buccaneers to get touchdowns uh, and also, you know, Nick Folk to make his kick. So let's say, you know, the Bucks aren't going to score a touchdown every single drive down, but let's say they do it to kick a field goal. Once he has to make that field goal. Uh, there's no other way around it. You need points. Uh, especially against this Vikings defense, you take points any way you can get them. It's just touchdowns are so much more valuable, especially against against a team like the Vikings that they're not the best offensively. And if the Buccaneers can can come out fourteen nothing, um, they could really control the the really control the whole game and and, and ultimately and ultimately win. So. Um, it's very important for the Buccaneers to finish their drives and to make their kicks. Now, on to the Jameis thing. I don't think it's so much as the deep ball as just protecting the football. Uh, he sort of needs to have like he did last week. Uh, he just has to protect the football. Um, you know, that Charles Sims fumble, that can't have, that kind of stuff can't happen this week. That was in the red zone. Uh, the Buccaneers were either going to score a touchdown or kick a field goal. And if that happens this week, they're going to be in trouble. So the biggest thing is Jameis, you know, it's a tough defense, much better than the Bears defense, much better secondary. They're, they're, they really have no clear weakness on that defense. I mean, there is weak spots, uh, as is with every defense, every team, really, there's weak spots, but no team's perfect. Um, but, you know, uh, there's my, every, every unit of that defense is way better than the Bears unit. So, um, Jameis needs to protect the football. Running backs need to protect the football. Uh, and, and, and quite frankly, the receivers have to, you know, they paid Deshaun Jackson a lot of money. Um, you know, invested a high draft pick on Mike Evans, invested a third-round pick Chris Godwin, invested a first-round pick O.J. Howard. Um, these guys need to get open. Uh, you know, there's there's no other way around it. Uh, and, and the offensive line also has to do their job, too. They played well versus Chicago. Now here comes the real test because – Honestly, Chicago's strongest unit on the defense is their front four, but the Vikings front four with Everson Griffin, Sharif Floyd, uh, guys like that, those guys are going to going to be able to to, to kind of control the game when you let them. So that's very important for the Bucks to to sort of manage the game, uh, sort of play the game like the Kansas City Chiefs do a lot. You know, uh, they don't score many points, but they take advantage of their opportunities, uh, you know, on, on defense. When the Bucks get a turnover, you have to get points off that turnover. Have to. So uh, that's pretty much basic thoughts on, on both offense and defense. I think it just comes down to special teams play and protecting the football. And another thing you had talked about other than protecting the football, and it seems to be a point week in and week out. It will be discussed. It will not be talked about for two days, and then you'll see another article pop up. But O.J. Howard is really – 
I'm not going to say he's going to throw a wrench into this offense because it's not like that by any means. But O.J. Howard is really going to have to show his more physical side when it comes to blocking the football because, as we talked about before, Tampa Bay is going to look to strike fast, and one of the biggest things to do early is start up that run game. O.J. Howard is going to play a big role in guarding that edge, and if he does go up the field, it's not going to be anything too, too crazy. As we know, O.J. Howard not really on pace to break any records his rookie season that's been established already. And that comes back to before opening up those weapons for Jameis. You've got guys like Deshaun Jackson, you said, being paid a lot of money to get step in here and do his job. Mike Evans, if he can come in and have another week like he did against Chicago, it should be A-OK. And Adam Humphreys, you brought him up before, didn't shine too much during Chicago, but he's still a guy that can get in there and get the job done. And O.J. Howard is going to really have to focus on blocking and hopefully getting up the field a few times, but not expecting too, too much. Uh, from O.J. Howard this week. How are you feeling about that? Uh, yeah, I think I, you know, I would expect more from Cam Bright, especially because of how they're using Howard. And, and just like you said, it's pretty apparent how they're using him. Um, he is he's more of a, a blocking tight end at this point. Uh, you know, but, you know, as he gets more comfortable, he'll be more of a, more of a receiving threat. But I thought the tight end tight ends did an excellent job blocking. Yeah. So if the Buccaneers can, and this all comes back to Deshaun Jackson, and Mike Evans getting open. Um, Mike Evans, you mentioned the, you know, having a day like he did versus uh, Chicago. I, it could happen, but I don't think so, uh, just because of how good Xavier Rhodes is. Um, and you know, quite frankly, Deshaun Jackson could have some success. I'm not going to lie, because Trey Wayne's isn't that great. But it still relies on the offensive line. And the thing that helps the offensive line is keeping those tight ends back. And they did a really good job of that last week. So, you know, if Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans can can get open consistently and the Buccaneers can keep a two tight end set to block, uh, maybe and go like no running back and put Humphreys in a slot with Evans and Jackson uh, on the outside and, and Brayton Howard um, in, 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 like, in like pass protection. Uh, and Jameis gets enough time, he should be able to have some success. But, yeah, it's you know he also needs to make the right decision and needs to be accurate. So it relies on really everybody on the offense has to do their job correctly, um, you know, which is every week. But, you know, a, a bad team uh, against a bad team like the Bears, you, you can make up for a mistake. Um, uh, you know, a, a decent to good team like the Vikings is going to make you pay for that mistake. So that's the most important thing. And flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, we had talked about it before. We'll say it again. Stopping the run game early, containing Dalvin Cook is going to be very, very important. That's going to be priority number one coming out in the first half of the football game is shutting down Dalvin Cook and opening up for the Tampa Bay secondary to do some work. Now, a matchup that I'm very, very excited to see and a matchup that not a lot of people have taken a look at simply because Quan Alexander and Levante David should be good to play on Sunday I'm excited to see how Kendall Beckwith can play against Dalvin Cook. As we know, he did finish in his first NFL game five solo tackles, two tackles for a loss, and a pass defended. And Dalvin Cook has been pretty, excuse me, pretty blockbuster his first two games out for Minnesota. Kendall Beckwith matching up with uh, Dalvin Cook and helping suppress that run game. That's a that's a matchup I'm really, really excited to see. Yeah, oh, definitely. And, I mean, you know, it Kendall Beckwith got to play good. Um, you know, he played pretty good in Chicago. 
uh, to me, he's got to play better because I think that Dalvin Cook is a bit better than Jordan Howard. I love Jordan Howard as a back, but, uh, you know, I know you can say, well, Dalvin's a rookie and stuff like that. How can you say that? I'm just looking at tape and, you know, the Bucks shut down the run. Uh, you know, they, I mean, if they shut down the run like they did last week, this week against Cook, uh, especially if Keenum plays, I still think it'll be a lower scoring game. The Buccaneers won't score 29 just because the Vikings defense won't let them score 29. But I could definitely see the Bucks winning by about 10 points or so, maybe like a something like a, like a 17 to 7 or something if they stop the run like they did. Uh, however, um, it, it's really tough to do that consistently week after week and only hold a team to about 20 rushing yards. So uh, very, very difficult to do. Very difficult to do. And another matchup that people were talking about was between Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen and Buccaneers cornerback Brent Grimes. Uh, Thielen and Grimes are a pair of former undrafted free agents who have crafted very good NFL careers thus far. Grimes has been among the league's best cornerbacks for years, and he led the league in passes, defense with 24 in his first season as a Buccaneer in 2016. And if Grimes is matched up against Thielen, He'll give up about six inches in height differential, but he routinely makes up for that with his amazing athleticism and leaping ability. And that's another matchup that people are disgusting, or disgusting, excuse me. See, I've got a lot of saliva built up in my mouth. I hate to say that so close to the mic, but all this water is getting to me. Uh, Just a matchup a lot of people are excited to see. Brent Grimes, his first tougher challenge if he does end up getting matched up against the Ellen how are you feeling about the Bucks secondary and even just this cornerback position heading into Sunday? Um, you know, I think it, they got to step up. Uh, I think they have they you know they played decent, uh, but they have to be better because really uh, the Vikings receivers are much 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 better than than the Bears. Um, Bears receivers. Let's just say that the Vikings receivers. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and even Kyle Rudolph at tight end, they're not going to drop the ball three times in a row. I guarantee you that three different receivers will not drop the ball three times in a row um, in that game. So they need to be better. Um, now, I thought Grimes played an all right game. Uh, you know, I think that receivers are just making very good catches against them. I mean, he contested pretty much every ball. It's just the receivers are making some pretty good plays. So, um, yeah, and I think it's important for Hargraves to, to to rebound a bit. I thought I didn't think he played his best game. Um, I think he'll play better, but it's definitely a challenge because I I think that they're going to put Grimes on Diggs mostly, and I think Thielen is going to be on Hargraves. And uh, it, like I said, it, I, to me, it all depends on on who is playing quarterback. This this game could be won or lost for the Buccaneers, depending on who is playing quarterback. Uh, if Case Keenum plays, I don't know how much of a factor Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen are. Uh, I would look for Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kyle Rudolph to be to be more of a factor. Um, if Case Keenum would play, if Sam Bradford would play, then I think that yeah, Sam Bradford's going to target him. He has chemistry with him, and they, they showed that much, uh, on, on Monday Night Football against the Saints um, week one. I mean, it was, it was honestly it was a beautiful game by Bradford. Throwing the ball all, all over the yard and right the feeling, bombs the feeling, round the money. Uh, Diggs made some great plays, so the Buccaneers definitely have to be better. Uh, they played good, but uh, uh, hopefully, and uh, honestly, the, the secondary will get a boost because TJ Ward will be able to know probably about 80% of the playbook by then. And then by week four, he probably should know all of it. 
Um, so he'll play more, uh, and, and that'll definitely help. And taking a look here at Minnesota, what we'll do, we'll talk final scores, and then we'll do offensive and defensive MVP. If you want to do an honorable mention, we can. Um, actually, you know what? We'll do honorable mentions for after the game, like the post-game coverage. Does that sound good? Yep. Okay, just a little bit of on-the-spot planning there. Probably should have done that before the show, but you know what I mean? Uh, we do what we can. <laughs> and we are talking final scores. You talked about containing the run, and you talked about looking for a way to open up early and shut down Dalvin Cook. That's the biggest priority, as we brought up before. And if that can be done... If Dalvin Cook can be shut down and held to 20 yards, just like Chicago last week, 20 yards, give or take. I'm not saying they got to hold him to 20 or less, because that may or may not happen. But if the Buccaneers can come out and create some space to hopefully just move the ball around. I'm not saying it's got to be a shootout. We both said this Bucs team is not going to score 29 points this Sunday. The Vikings are not going to let them. It's going to be relatively low scoring, relatively close, at least closer than Chicago. But for a final score, I'm looking at 17-7. If this team can fire on all cylinders and get their jobs done, worst-case scenario, it's probably going to come down to maybe 21-17. But in a comfortable situation, I'm saying 17-7 for my final score. So that, yeah, that sounds pretty good, honestly. Um, I, I think that would, you know, well, to me, you know, to me, it all depends on who plays a quarterback. I mean, I think that is huge because – there's such a difference between Sam Bradford and Case Keenum. Uh, the, you know, the Vikings offense with Sam Bradford is the one that put up, you know, over 30 points. Yes, it was against the Saints defense, but, I mean, still, they, they look good. Um, the Case Keenum-led Vikings were the ones that put up nine points in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, so, it, it, you know, if okay, I'll give two score predictions here. If Bradford plays 21-20 bucks with Nick Folk nailing a field goal within the final minute. If Keenum plays, I'm going to say 20 to Bucks. I think that the Bucks will be able to take more advantage of Case Keenum than they would of Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford already been known to protect the football. Um, and plus with Sam Bradford, they'll be throwing the ball more. And I, I feel like, you know, the Bucks' best bet is to try and stop the run uh, with Dalvin, with, with Dalvin Cook. Um, by, by using Swaggy Baker, Chris Baker, um, and along with guys like, like Will Goldston and, uh, you know, them linebackers. You know, you could tell them linebackers have speed because when Chicago tried to spread the run out, when they when they tried to go to the outside, it got closed real fast. Um, that, did, that did not work for Chicago. And I guarantee you, though, uh, you won't see Minnesota do that as much as Chicago did. Because Minnesota's watching the same film that we all are, and they saw what the Bucs did. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a close game no matter what. It's going to be a low-scoring game. But, um, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, did you want to give your offensive and defensive uh, MVPs? Yeah, well, uh, we'll do offensive, uh, offensive and defensive MVP really quick. I will start with defense just because it's someone that I would like to see come up big. It's a rookie year for him. Kendall Beckwith, I'd really like to see him have a good day. And I think that if they can find a way to stop Dalvin Cook, Kendall Beckwith will be all around or all about it. 
He'll find his position. He'll get exactly where he needs to be, and he'll be in Dalvin Cook's face every, or not every day, because, you know, we have other games to play. But all day long, he'll be in his face, knocking on his door of the Minnesota offense. Kendall Beckwith is my defensive MVP. And looking at offensive, somebody that should have a big game, utilize the run correctly. I think Jaquiz Rogers could really come out and shine a lot more than he did week one. I would like to see Jaquiz Rogers at least get over 100 yards, maybe maybe a pair of touchdowns on the day. Maybe a pair if we're lucky. But regardless, I'd like to see that run utilized, and I'd like to see Jaquiz Rogers figure out this Minnesota defense, find a lot of holes, and have a great day on the ground for the Tampa Bay offense. Now, who are your MVPs? I'm excited to hear this one. Well, uh, first thing I want to touch on is, I mean, did you think Jaquiz Rogers had a bad day running the football on Sunday? I don't think he had a bad day, but I think he could have a better day. I, I don't know. I think that's all you're pretty much going to get out of Jaquiz Rogers, unless it's against a, uh, a bad run defense like the San Francisco 49ers last season. I thought Quiz ran good. He ran hard. Um, and, it, it, you know, uh, his his wife actually just tweeted out today that, uh, you know, you're talking about that illness. Jaquiz Rogers played that game on Sunday with the flu. Um, you know, so that's that's definitely something something there. Um, and that's that's kind of concerning how fast that's spreading through the Bucks locker room. And if that got the Swaggy Baker, um, you know, if that got to Brent Grimes, if that got to anybody else, you know. Well, now we just now we got to cut him. Now that you bring that up, is he's bringing the flu into the locker room? We got to cut him. He's got to go. We got to bring somebody up from the practice squad. He's got to go. Yeah, um, you know, Quan Alexander had an illness. But, um, luckily, the flu is not as bad as MRSA, um, or else this could this could be get bad. But uh, you know, luckily, I, I think they'll all be better by 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 next week, and uh, hopefully, they'll all be better by next week. But I'm um, to move into my MVPs. I'll tell you, this one was tougher because of how close of a game this is going to be. And I'm going to go defensive first, as, as you did. I want to keep that flow going. Um, my defensive MVP is a linebacker, and he is from the LSU, but his name's not Kendall Beckwith. Quan Alexander. Um, I think that Quan has a big game this week. Not really. I don't know if he has a pick, um, because I think that you know if Keenum plays, he's going to want to run the ball. If Bradford plays, I think he's going to know to, you know, try to avoid uh, the, the spot where Quan is because of how explosive he can be. Um, do, you, do, you, do you think uh, that Quan's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder? Because, I mean, yeah, but I, but I think he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder all season. You're right. Uh, just be how, how, he, how uh, you know, he felt snubbed for the Pro Bowl. Um, just, just him, his tweets – uh, during during the off season when you know he wasn't uh, put on NFL Network as, as one of the top up and coming linebackers, but uh, some other guys who he was way better than were. Um, so I think he has a chip on his shoulder every game. So I think Juan is a big day. He, I think he'll get double digit tackles here, and and uh, I think he'll end up getting one or two sacks. All right. Uh, now, one of my Offensive BP, he's great. Um, but it's also because who he's going to be going up against is not good. Last week, Martavis Bryant, Steelers wide receiver, who I actually have on my fantasy team, very happy, um, caught a touchdown, caught a couple other balls against uh, uh, Vikings cornerback Trey Wayne. And they said, looking at film, that 
Bryant could probably could have caught three to four more deep balls uh, if, if Roethlisberger would have hit him because he was burning Waynes all day. And that's why my offensive MVP is going to be Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I think that Jackson is going to have a big day. Uh, I think he'll end up getting his first touchdown as a Buccaneer um, this game. I think that it it will probably be I think on like a quick slant or so unless you know he gets he burns wings again. But the, if Jameis gets timed by this offensive line, I think he'll be able to hit Jackson at least once for a touchdown. Um, Mike Evans is going to bring a lot of attention. If it's, uh, you know Xavier Rose is going to be covering him, but Trey Wayne just I just don't think that good. Uh, you look at film and Martinez Bryant absolutely destroyed him. So I would expect I would expect Deshaun Jackson to have a big day. Uh, I think he gets I don't know over 100 yards because like I said the Minnesota defense still is good. So if Deshaun Jackson burns him once, I doubt they're going to let him burn him again. Um, so you know he'll get close to 100 yards, and I think he'll have a I think he'll have a touchdown. So um, I think Bucks walk out with a win. Deshaun Jackson, Juan Alexander, a big day. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, your pregame analysis against the Minnesota Vikings coming up this Sunday. Uh, your final score predictions and offensive and defensive MVPs. And I said before, I said at the beginning of the show, and I feel bad that I said it now, I said it was a slow week in Bucks news. I take that back. We do have a pair of stories here for you guys as we prepare to close out the show. The first tidbit of news, something that came up just yesterday, the Bucks add quarterback Rivers to the practice squad. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers announced a pair of changes to their practice squad on Tuesday of this week, but they didn't change the overall makeup of that 11-man crew. Instead, the team signed one undrafted rookie cornerback and released another, adding former Green Bay Packer David Rivers and releasing Jonathan Moxie. Rivers, who is 6 foot, 185 pounds, played his college football at Youngstown State before signing with the Packers following the 2017 NFL Draft. Green Bay released Rivers in June after an injury had kept him off the field for most of the team's spring practices. Rivers did get to go to an NFL training camp. However, he was picked up by the New York Jets in late July. He appeared in three of the Jets' four preseason games, contributing two tackles and two passes defensed. On the other hand, Moxie signed with the Buccaneers this past spring at a Boise State. He was released in the league-wide roster cuts to 53 in early September, but then immediately re-signed to the practice squads and the Buccaneers have released him this week. So a little bit of depth on the practice squad, some change-ups, but nothing major, but looking good for the cornerback position. And another story that we do have really quick, as I pull it up here, uh, Gerald McCoy and Levante David were among pro football, our PFF's top performers. After a, convincing, after a convincing victory over the Bears, it shouldn't be surprising that several Buccaneers earned high grades for their performances in Week 2. According to Pro Football Focus, right tackle DeMar Dotson was the team's best player, earning an overall grade of 91. I'm getting a phone call. Let me hang that up really quick. And you had talked about DeMar Dotson before silently playing one of his best games of his career. Uh, good eye there on you, Evan. Not that, I, not that I didn't believe you or anything like that, but glad to see that you guys heard it here first before Pro Football Focus. Right tackle DeMar Dotson was the team's best player, earning an overall grade of 91. Linebacker Levante David, who earned a score of 90, and defensive tackle Jared McCoy at 89.6, rounded out the top three. On 27 pass rush snaps, McCoy earned seven quarterback pressures. He was also stout against the run, picking up a stop on 11 run plays. Behind him, the Buccaneers allowed Chicago to rush for just 20 yards in Week 2 in Tampa. So a great week for the Bucs. 
showing up on Pro Football Focus, and this is a team that I'm glad is finally being recognized. Yeah. Without yeah, a doubt. About done. Without a doubt, it's it's good to see the Buccaneers. It's good to see the Buccaneers in the public eye. We had talked about it many many years ago. It, it was something that a lot of people just never wanted to bring up. The Bucks were slept on for a very very long time. Not to say that they played elite level football, but oh, the Buccaneers are a team that'll make you talk. And Week Two against Chicago has pretty much shown everybody that the Bucks are a force to be reckoned with this season. We'll see how they do on Sunday against Minnesota. And it should be a pretty, pretty good game this Sunday. 17-7 was my final score, and I believe that you had said, what was your final score again? Well, I put two. Uh, I said if Bradford plays 21-20, Bucks. If Keenan plays 20-13, to Bucks. Either way, Bucks win. Either way, Bucks win. You guys heard it here first. Don't hold us to it because I don't want you to get mad if we do lose. But it should be a good week for us, and hopefully we'll get another victory Monday heading into next week. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, that's just about going to do it for us here on the Cannon Fire Podcast. Evan, one more time, my man, happy birthday. Hope you had a good one. You did pick up some cool buck swag, and I'm happy to hear it. And ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe and thumbs up on YouTube, as well as subscribe on iTunes if available. Have a good rest of your week, Bucks fans. Remember that Atlanta, led by, led by oh, I screwed that up. Have a good rest of your week, Bucks fans. Atlanta led by 25. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.